Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You have keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You got fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight, camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tecovis want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort, so no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tecovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to Tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Maroon Friday edition of The Yard. Hope things are well with you wherever you are today. Hope that you and all of those you love are far from harm's reach as we deal with this uh, unprecedented time in our history, as you guys are well aware. I mean, it, it, you, if you want 24-hour coverage of the coronavirus 
pandemic, you can certainly get that. We're going to take a little break, break from that and talk about some uh, Mississippi State stuff. Before we do, I know many of you have, uh, have kind of kept up with our friend Dave Johnson. Dave, uh, one of the good guys in our industry, and I know people say, well, you know, Stevie covers Ole Miss, and that's true, but uh, that doesn't preclude him from being a good person. And uh, Dave and his family really, 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 really need your prayer supports, good vibes, whatever you have to offer. It's been a difficult week, for sure. Been on a ventilator for over a week now. And so uh, the news yesterday wasn't very good. We're, we're hopeful that there is some positive developments today. There haven't been, but I appreciate so many of you that have reached out and said, hey, Steve, listen, didn't really know Dave that well, but we're praying for him. And other people have said, you know what, I've read Dave's work for years. I've always thought him to be a little more objective of the old Miss reporters, and that's probably fair too. But either way, there are some times when we can kind of lay our swords down for a common cause. This is one of them. This is not a state old Miss thing. This is a human being thing. It's one of those things, too, that really still kind of blows my mind that uh, all of us, uh, myself, Mike Nemeth, Gene, Marianne Swindoll, Paul Jones, Robbie Falk, all of us around David Johnson for basically a day and a half in Nashville. And none of us have had any symptoms enough. Dave is in the battle for his life. It's one of those things that really gives you a sense of gratitude. But we want a total victory. We want Dave to be able to come back too. So again, thank you so much for your support. Please, please, please remember them as we all kind of move forward. Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of this show. We love them, they love us, and collectively, we both love you. They have a new special now, and uh, John just shared that with me yesterday. It, this is incredible. You, for for $29.95, listen to what you can get. You get four Bulldog Burgers. That's the Bulldog. You get four of those with French fries and a gallon of sweet tea. For twenty nine bucks, I, that that is an incredible family deal. You you couldn't get that at any point during the Bulldog Burger Company experience. Curbside service as always, and uh, we have this week we have uh, partaken of some Bulldog Burger, and uh, you you call you, you make your order and then you call them when you're there. They bring it out to you. It's as simple as it can be. Again, no dining service. But I encourage you to take advantage of that great restaurant-quality hamburger that's available to you at Bulldog Burger Company. People that are committed to your community, people that are committed as part of a family of restaurants in the greater Golden Triangle area, please support them. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right, so let's jump into some things today. I touched on it a little bit on Wednesday. I don't know that I gave it its proper ado. So we're going to go ahead and kind of have a primer about the 2021 recruiting class, kind of how it stands, because, you know, we picked up Sawyer Robertson, my distant cousin. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that, but we'll, we'll claim him, right? Out of Lubbock, Texas, four-star quarterback, rated at number nine quarterback in the country. I think that's right, number nine. And uh, so, six, three and a half, 190 pounds, two-sport athlete, wants to play a little baseball. We'll certainly let him do it. We're making it work right now. Making it work right now with Brad Compass as best we can. And yes, Sawyer Robertson, the number nine quarterback nationally, 
It's one of those things, too, about those quarterbacks. Your quarterbacks are generally the first to commit. And on the 247 composite, let's just say the top 11 quarterbacks. The top 11 quarterbacks, 9 of the 11 already committed. So the big dogs are already finding their spot. Garrett Nussmeyer has not committed. He is crystal ball to LSU. I think that's what most people expect to happen. Texas is still in there a little bit. And then uh, Miller Moss out of Bishop Almany uh, in Mission Hills, California. He's another guy that's still kind of up in the air. But by and large, the blue chip quarterbacks are kind of making their decisions, and Mississippi State gets theirs. Now, Sawyer Robertson, there was a lot of discussion early in the process, you know, because of the fact that he'd already had a pre-existing relationship with Mike Leach, so that we were in the game. He needed to come visit campus. He did as soon as the February dead period was over. The very first place that he and his family visited was Mississippi State. He left. It felt great. And then we said, okay, we're in it. We've taken a step forward. We're still in the top grouping, but he still plans to visit TCU and many other schools. And then all this stuff happened. Then there was discussion, you know what, he's going to delay the process, not because he has any reservations about Mississippi State, but because he feels like he owes it to himself to at least do a little more due diligence. Last week, we began to hear some chatter that this thing was about to happen. Didn't know if it was going to be this week or the next, but we heard that it was about to happen. It did happen. And now Sawyer Robertson's claiming he's done. The recruiting process is over for him. Sawyer Robertson, one of the highest-rated quarterbacks to ever commit to Mississippi State. It's a big-time guy. And that's the thing when you look at this deal. Well, let's just kind of run down some numbers here. We don't have the full allotment of his offers listed. But I'll give you some names here, okay? Offers from Arizona State, Arkansas, Florida State, Louisiana, Lafayette, Louisville, Nevada, North Texas, SMU, TCU, Texas, Texas State, Tulsa, USC, Washington State, and Wisconsin, among others. So several Power Five offers there. Anytime that you can beat USC and Texas for a kid, no matter the position, you've done really well. You beat. It's weird, too. Florida State commits a quarterback from Starkville, and then Mississippi State, the program in Starkville, takes another kid, you know, beats Florida State for another kid that they were after. Interesting, interesting to say the least. You can watch Sawyer Robertson highlights at several places. We've got it on his profile page at, at 247 Sports. You just click, put two, Sawyer Robertson 247 on your Google, and you can find it. Bring it right there to you. Find his profile, look at his videos. You'll be very impressed with him. I'm telling you, this is a kid. You look at him and you say, okay, big, strong kid like this. A guy that was a believer in a Mike Leach offense. Right there at Lubbock, Texas. You know, he, he gets it. He understands what he's looking at. Also plays a little outfield. I'm told that he's actually, you know, could be a guy that, uh, that might be drafted next year. He won't be drafted high enough to leave. Of course, to, you know, to prevent him from playing college football. But I understand that he is a very talented baseball player and will likely be a guy that's a late draft pick in the 2021 Major League Baseball draft. We'll have a little more about the draft later in the show. Very, very, very skilled athlete. Huge, huge commitment from Mississippi State. 
So let's take a look at the rest of the class. Right now, just five commitments in the class. And you know that's that's not to be that's not too bad considering what we're dealing with right now. Sawyer Robertson, of course, the second quarterback to commit in the class. Daniel Greek out of Liberty Christian School there in Argyle, Texas, the first quarterback to commit back on February second. Really, the first commitment. Uh, I mean, I, I would say first real Mike Leach commitment. You know, Brandon Buckholter, we were already on him. But Daniel Greig, that's the first one that I, I think you look at and say, this is a guy that was uh, one to go with Mike Leach. We weren't really on this kid's radar before this. Daniel Greig's another guy you know, with, with you know, a very extensive offer sheet. Obviously, Mississippi State. Offers from Arkansas State, Colorado State, Duke, Georgia Tech. Take that, Jeff Collins. Memphis, Missouri, Nevada, North Texas, Princeton, Purdue, Rhode Island, Southern Miss, Texas, San Antonio, Vanderbilt, Virginia Tech, Washington State, and others. So pretty extensive, mostly G5 schools there, but certainly a handful of Power Fives. You know, in a lot of years, this would have been the guy we would take and say, you know what, this is a great get for Mississippi State. And it is a great get, but when you begin to factor in this is the second quarterback in a two-quarterback class, you think, holy smokes, how do you get a kid with these options to come be a part of this thing? And so somebody will redshirt, and there'll be some there'll be some stacking of the of the prospects. Uh, and I talked to Mike Leach earlier this week, and we talked a little bit like that. He said he would like to add multiple quarterbacks to the room every year if you could get good ones. You'd like to be able to do that to bring competition to the room, but uh, to be able to go out and get a couple of guys this early in the process. I mean, you know, you're what seven weeks removed from National Signing Day, and you've got two quarterbacks in your class because traditionally. Those guys that kind of know they're going to be part of a two-quarterback class, they kind of take their time before they go ahead and make a decision. You know, before I'll be the secondary quarterback at an SEC school, I might go listen to what Southern Miss and Memphis and Arkansas State and Tulane and those schools have to say because there's only one quarterback on the field. But I like kids that are not scared of competition, especially at the quarterback position. I get it. There's only one quarterback. And so you got to come in knowing that you have the opportunity to win that job. And so I like guys that are willing to compete. That is kind of a prerequisite in the uh, Mike Leach recruiting profile. Guys that want to compete. Brandon Buckhalter, as you guys know, flipped from Ole Miss to Mississippi State. Got originally from Callaway High School and, and got a lot of connections to the Mississippi State roster and several players that have been a part of this program uh, the last several years. Very close to Malik Keith. I think Malik, he's going to have a big year this year. That'll only help keep Brandon Buckhalter uh, in the boat. Buckhalter, of course, also coached by Shea Hodge there at uh, Hartful Academy. And so there will be – it'll be similar to what we saw with some of the Provine kids. There'll probably be some visits to Ole Miss when we're open again to take visits. So go ahead and prepare for that. And so when it happens, there's no need to go get on Twitter or the Facebook groups and put your eyebrow emojis and that sort of stuff. What's going on? Go ahead and prepare for that. Good chance that they'll go up there, go to a team camp, or go to a ball game. I don't begrudge any of those kids from going to a ball game. It doesn't matter where it is. When you know, when you were think about this, you're a high school kid, and you get a chance to go to a college football game, with or without your folks. More times than not, you go with one of your high school coaches and some of your friends, and uh, they give you a free hamburger and some chips, and you get in for free, and 
You get to hang out and go and locker room. You know, I'll do that right now. I mean, that's good work if you can get it. And so, especially when you're 17, 18 years old, I mean, hey, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go have a chance to go meet Kyle Hill. I can go over to Alabama and meet Najee Harris. Why would I not? Why, now would I not do that? You know, those are the things that make sense to me. I think Brandon Buckholder is probably okay. I, I have I have read some comments other people have shared that, that cover Ole Miss say, you know, well, that thing's not over. It may not be, but I think it's one of those situations too where uh, it, it's probably as over as much as Brandon Buckholder wants it to be over. And contrary to popular beliefs, he's got some pretty significant relationships at Mississippi State. Uh, Kadarius Callaway out of Philadelphia. Some people have suggested to me they think he plays offense. I disagree. I, I love him on defense. I think he may end up being a linebacker when it's all said and done. This this kid will absolutely change your all for you. I know he's played so much safety, and they walk him down some in the box. I like him closer to the line of scrimmage. I, I, I mean, this is a kid that really plays with a, a certain level of physicality already as a high school player. And he's only going to get bigger and stronger. And I think that he is a guy that would likely outgrow the safety position anyway. When you look at his frame, once he gets in a college weight room, I think you're talking probably, you know, 215, 220 pretty easily. Big, physical, hard-hitting kid from a country town. I love it. I absolutely love it. Love him in the class. It's a great early get. Uh, I think he's a little bit undervalued as a prospect. And I think some of that is because – He's probably got a little bit of those tweener aspects. Is he kind of in between positions? And that's where I think the three-three-five helps you because you've got some positions out there that are sort of hybrids, and I think that's where Kadarius Callaway fits. But I love him on defense. Absolutely love him. I know it, you know at Philadelphia High School, you're going to play your best athletes on both sides of football if you can. And uh, so he'll play both sides. So when you have a chance to see him this year, there's going to be those discussions. Man, we could probably use this kid on offense. I think he's capable of playing both, but I think he's better suited for defense on the next level. Uh, Amarion Howard is a guy last year really kind of came into his own. I think his best football is ahead of him. I'm curious to see what, how big he really is, though. And what I mean by that is, you know, he's listed at six foot, 200 pounds. I don't know if he's quite that big. He might be. I almost would prefer it if he wasn't that big because I think in this offense – you're going to have to get out and be a good pass receiver, and you're going to have to be explosive. And so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of handle that. And I do think it's going to be a two-running back class. I wrote that in today's Bones uh, summary. You know, with Colin Hill and Kareem Walker both being seniors this year, I think you got to replace those two guys. And so you, you, just from a number standpoint, uh, you need to be able to get those guys in, some younger guys, to get them in the pipeline and get them developed. And that's kind of where the class stands right now. And then people say, well, you know, Steve, what's, uh, who is next? It could be a number of players. I would say uh, Navantaku, uh, and I hope I'm saying that right, Navantaku Strong, I don't know what his friends call him, out of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, a product of Scott Central High School there in Forest, Mississippi, the stomping grounds of one Tony Hughes. Tony Hughes knows all about the battle for the Golden Chicken between Forrest and Morton High School. Knows all about it, can give you all kind of history and great players who played in it. So he knows everybody in that neck of the woods. Strong is a guy that, uh, you know, came out of high school, had some heat, ended up having to go to junior college, and now he is a guy that's kind of a rising prospect. Currently listed as uh, the number five 
linebacker in the country in junior college. That's probably a little bit lofty considering this time, but we'll see. You know, an inside backer type guy, you know, a guy that we, you know, we're expecting some big things from. And, and that's, you know, he is a guy whose offer sheet we expect to grow. I like him. I think that he's a, a guy that can come right in. When you begin to look at linebackers for next year, because you know what you're going, you know what you lost this year: Willie Gay, Shamar Kilby Lane. Then you're going to lose Errol Thompson and uh, some other guys on top of it. Lose Leo Lewis last year. A junior college guy makes sense here at linebacker. I think he is probably the next 2021 commitment. Probably put my crystal ball in for him this morning as I was doing research for this show. I think he is probably the next one. And then we'll go from there. But listen, nobody is really pushing for commitments right now. There are a few guys out there narrowing the field, doing top tens. And I've talked to several guys that have new offers. And there's a lot of people just kind of getting to know Mississippi State, kind of doing their online research and looking at depth charts and figuring out coaches. But until these guys can get on a campus and get in front of somebody and have a chance to take in the facilities and just kind of get a feel for the vibe around town, there's not going to be a ton of recruiting activity. We're, we're still covering it. We've, we've interviewed just about all the signees. Again, just kind of keeping up, to, uh, up tabs on them and kind of seeing what's going on with them. But nobody is really pushing because a lot of these kids that we're recruiting are out-of-state kids that have never been to Mississippi State. And so they're going to want to come in. And listen, you want them to come in. I don't ever want anybody to commit to Mississippi State side unseen. It rarely works. We've had some of that in the past. And it hadn't worked out. But when you come in here and you get invested, you buy the T-shirt, you get the schedule poster, and you put that stuff on your wall, it's a constant reminder that you have an investment made in Mississippi State. It's one thing to just say, hey, coach, I'm coming, and then never make a trip to a ball game. And listen, you know, when Dan Mullen was here, if you didn't make it to big dog camp, they would drop you. Simple as that. Because it was a priority. It wanted everybody here, everybody working out with the coaches, everybody hanging out and taking pictures and building bonds together. And if you couldn't find a way to get here, then – your spot in the class was no longer secure. It's had to happen multiple times. And, and you know, listen, that's the thing, too. People say, well, you know, the kid couldn't get a ride. That, that's not true. There's not anywhere in the country that I can't get if I'm not really committed to getting there. Now, when you're in high school, it's a little different. But I know too many high school coaches to know this. When there is a high school kid under your supervision and on your roster, he has an opportunity to advance his career on a college level, the high school coach is going to make sure he gets there. The parent's going to make sure he gets there. If a kid can't get a ride, usually it means he's not interested in coming. There are some rare exceptions, but by and large, it's a really it's a it's a question of commitment rather than transportation. I want to remind you guys too, I have made the switch to Hawthorne. That's H A W T H O R N E dot C O. You this is the best cologne I've ever had. Without question. I get complimented on it regularly. It's a little different now with social distancing. I have to wear a lot more of it to keep those compliments coming. I'm kidding. But you understand my point. You're going to like the way you smell. I mean, encourage you now because there's nobody to ever explain to you how to wear cologne and how to buy cologne, how much to spray and that sort of stuff. Visit them at hotthorn.co. Take the free quiz. They will then pair you up based on your preferences with the scents that fit you. It fits your chemistry. It fit how you want to look and smell. It's great. You can get the body wash. You can get the shampoo, the conditioner. You can get the hand lotion. You can get the face wash. You can get just about anything you need 
for men to grooming right there at hotbarn.co. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. It's Boneyard. That'll save you 10% on your very first shipment. I think you probably, once you try the products, you're going to want to set up replenishing shipments because it is a symphony of smell. You're going to absolutely love it. I do. Everybody around me loves it. I've had many people again that have said, you know what? What is that you're wearing? I've never smelled that before. It's a wonderful feeling. Hawthorne.co. All right, so let's get into today's top 10 list. And uh, I, I want to make sure that I give proper credit here on today's top 10 list. So our friend Jason Dice out of Meridian, matter of fact, his lovely wife runs the uh, the Bulldog Shop there downtown, and you can buy Stark Villains there and Flim Flam when they're open again. Uh, but yeah, Jason Dice has been a good friend of mine. Of mine. I see him regularly at high school football games. He's a photog and, and uh, shoots, and he said, Steve, I'd love to hear your top 10 sports movies, and I'll tell you, this was much more difficult than I expected it to be. You know, there are a lot of movies that are somewhat sports-centric that aren't necessarily sports movies. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of consider Bull Durham one of them. There's some funny stuff in there, but I, I think that's more of a romantic comedy than a sports movie. So, so sue me if you disagree. But there were so many movies that I love that I didn't put in my top ten that I wanted to give an honorable mention to today. So we've kind of got a lengthy honorable mention list. The first thing I would say, the original Bad News Bears. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a kid's sports movie, and it's kind of like the Mighty Ducks. I really like them both. When they're on TV, I watch them. I even watched the remade Bad News Bears, too. It's not as good as the original Bad News Bears, or even when the Bad News Bears break in training, when they played the, the Toros and the Houston Astrodome. All that was great. Um, the Longest Yard, the original one. I, I didn't care for the Adam Sandler movie nearly as much. I liked some of the little uh, cameos in there, but the original one, Burt Reynolds, was much, much better. Uh, the movie Coach Carter with Samuel L. Jackson is a true story. It's a great story. It's a story about accountability and about a coach changing the community. Uh, the Fighter with Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg. I love that movie. Then there's a lot of other things in there besides boxing that are, that are kind of life lessons there. That's a good one. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but if you haven't seen it, seen it watch The Fighter. Great movie. And then one of the best football movies, and years ago this would have been certainly within my top ten, but I've seen some great movies in the last several years, but the program. Mississippi State actually makes an appearance in the program. We're, the, we're ESU's first opponent. I don't know how much money we got for them to punk us out in that movie, but it wasn't enough. Had us out there blowing snot bubbles. I didn't like that part of it. Great movie. Darnell Jefferson. One of the best running backs in the history of college football, played by Omar Epps, ended up dating Autumn, played by Halle Berry, one of our first uh, visions of her, one of America's finest actresses. It's a great movie. Love the movie. One of my favorite lines in the movie is when uh, the reporters are, are speaking to the coach in the locker room, which is kind of weird that you're doing in the locker room in postgame. It says, Coach, why do your teams typically take a nosedive at the end of the year? And he goes, you know, we win this game and that game, we're going to a ball game. I know you guys couldn't write, but at least thought you could count. And I've actually stolen that, that line a few times. But uh, the program, a great movie. So here's the top ten list with no further ado. Watch this one last week. I've probably seen this movie 50 or 60 times. It's He Got Game. He Got Game with Jesus Shuttlesworth, Ray Allen. You may remember Ray Allen. 
He had a cameo appearance in a 1996 Final Four where Mississippi State beat UConn. We've kind of got a history of beating UConn men and women in the Final Four, but we did. We beat UConn on um, our run to the Final Four. There's a great picture of Ray Allen uh, getting dunked on. But Ray Allen, great player. No disrespect meant, Ray, if you're listening. But we did get the better of you. Loved the movie, though. Absolutely love He Got Game. That's, a, uh, that, that's another Denzel Washington movie. You could do a top ten Denzel Washington movie list for me. Man on Fire would be number one on that list. But uh, Denzel makes an appearance later in our top ten list, too. Number nine, one of my favorite baseball movies is Eight Men Out. Love the story of Shoeless Joe Jackson. You go back and you watch that. And uh, it's about the 1919 Chicago Black Sox. And they, they were accused of throwing the World Series. And those guys are banned from baseball. And uh, yeah, there, there's a great book about it that I have didn't finish, but I read most of it. But the movie is incredible. Great acting, great directing, great baseball, too. There's so many subplots within that movie that will kind of keep you reined in. If you ever see it on, watch it. You should make a point to go watch it. If you love drama and you love baseball, Eight Men Out is absolutely the way to go. Number eight on the list, Denzel Washington comes back as Coach Herman Boone. Remember the Titans? One of the first DVDs I ever bought. Love this movie. Love the lessons. Love uh, so much of that. And it's even better because it's uh, based on a true story. It's great. Gary Bertier would have been one of the greats. Uh, number seven on my list, and uh, one of the best movies that I have seen the last several years is 42, the story of Jackie Robinson. Very important baseball story, very important American story, very important civil rights story. And to see all of that, and people say, well, you know, Steve, some of that was Hollywood. Listen, they toned a lot of that stuff down. A lot of the stuff that Jackie Robinson had to deal with didn't make the movie. And if you do your research, you'll realize what a real patriot and hero he is in our nation's history. Happy to see him uh, get, you know, introduced to a new generation of baseball players and Americans. Uh, I went to watch that movie the first night it came out. Went and saw it again later. Absolutely love it. Number six on the list. Read the book years ago. Couldn't wait for the movie and loved the TV series, Friday Night Lights. Mike Winchell, ain't no curses, kid. Ain't no curses. I loved the movie. I thought Billy Bob Thornton was great. thought it was cast well. I think that scene when Booby Miles is uh, sitting in the Monte Carlo after going and getting his stuff out of his locker and he's talking to his uncle and, you know, what am I going to do without football? That's, uh, that is one of the most gut-wrenching scenes that I have ever seen in movies. And it's true. That's the thing, too. Booby Miles towards ACL. That's back in the days when we didn't know how to fix them nearly as well as we do now. He tried to make a comeback much later, but it just it never panned out. But Booby Miles was like when people think he was Cam Akers back in those days. He was the guy in Texas. He was considered the major recruiting prospect in the Lone Star State, that junior year, everybody said, you know what, this kid's going to go in the NFL someday. And it didn't happen. But Friday Night Lights, great movie. Again, based on true story. Go read the book. If, if you love the movie, read the book. There's so much insight in the book the movie leaves out. You're going to love it. Number five in another recent movie, and people are probably thinking, well, Steve, 
you can't have all the Rocky movies in the top five. Well, I don't. But I do have one in the series here. Number five on my list is Creed. I thought Creed was phenomenal. I've seen it multiple times at the movies, seen it multiple times at home. Uh, love Michael B. Jordan. Love everything that movie stands for. I love all of the uh, the homage that it pays to Apollo Creed. And I thought Rocky uh, did a great job in the movie as a trainer. I, I didn't like Creed 2 nearly as much. I did like Creed 2, but I thought Creed, the original one, was absolutely phenomenal to Barton, a phrase from Ben Howen. Uh, number four on my list, Field of Dreams. Another Kevin Costner movie, another baseball movie. Love the movie, love what it stands for, and again, another Shoeless Joe Jackson mentioned too. Uh, there's so much about that. I, I sat down, this is when, when my oldest was uh, playing high school baseball, and we watched it, in, and he wasn't quite as moved as I was. But uh, the book is essentially about family, and it's about, you know, the love of baseball. And I am a baseball guy at my core. I, I love baseball. Baseball and rock music are probably the two things of, of my hobbies that I love the most. And so anytime we can work in a baseball movie, I think it's great. See, it is America's pastime. And I could watch baseball movies all the time. And some are kind of silly, you know, like the uh, the rookie of the year and all that kind of stuff. So that's, a lot of that stuff is really silly. But, uh, you know, baseball is it's in the national fabric. It's part of who we are as an American. And, um, and I miss it. I really do. I really do. Number three on my list is Rudy. I have seen Rudy so many times, and I remember the first the first time that I saw it, and Rudy comes off the edge and makes the sack. Man, tears were my eyes because it's like, you know, you, you think about what all this kid went through. Um, it's a great story. Also a true story. Rudy Rudiger, real deal. And uh, he tried to sell his story to tons of people and got a bunch of no's, and somebody finally said, hey, they looked into it and said, this is legit, and made a great movie. And again, it's one of his heartwarming movies about the underdogs, about the regular guy that just won't quit. Number two on my list, we work another Rocky movie in. I know people are saying, Steve, it's got to be the first Rocky. Wrong. 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 It's Rocky Four, who I think is the best of the Rocky movies. I know people right now are looking at the radio and saying, Steve, you're wrong. I love Rocky Four. Hated that Apollo Creed got hurt. Uh, but I thought this the entire movie because you know growing up in the in the 80s and this is one of the things that you kids today don't understand is that we woke up every day hating the Russians. We woke up every single day in the fear of a cold war. Everything we did was about the Russians, and so in every movie the foil or the enemy was always somebody from Eastern European descent. You know that meant nowadays that would be considered xenophobic, but back in those days that's how you sold tickets. And you go back and watch the Iron Eagle movies and Top Gun, all that stuff, that the enemies were always Russians because those were our real life enemies. We didn't really, in the 80s, we didn't care if we hurt the Russians' feelings. It really wasn't as big a deal. Like you know, now today when everybody said that comes sensitive, you know, we didn't care. If Mikhail Gorbachev got a little bit hotter in the collar about a movie, we just went to the movie. But I love Rocky IV. And I love the fact that Rocky Balboa comes back and avenges Apollo Creed and beats Ivan Draga. Number one on the list, to me, I thought it was pretty obvious. I think it is one of the, not just the greatest sports movie, I think it's one of the greatest movies of all time. And that's going to be the Mighty Ducks. No, it's not the Mighty Ducks. It's Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Love that movie. 
uh, have seen it so many times that I can't count. And don't get caught watching a paint dry, right? That's Shooter. It's wonderful. Gene Hackman, I, I want to say he won an Academy Award for this movie. It is absolutely incredible. Barbara Hershey, the whole cast, the swinging fence. It's one of those things, that, you know, it's one, people didn't know. There's so much about basketball that we learned, especially those of us from small Mississippi towns, that sort of stuff. We, we kind of resonated with Hickory High School. Because most of us, there's always some some team out there that you can't get over. And I know many for many of you private schools, it was always Jackson Prep, right? I mean, I, I think you know Jackson Prep is probably rivals with either JA or MRA, but I think everybody on prep schedule considers them their rival, their absolute rival. And so, I'm sure there's a lot of schools around this state that think, you know what, we're the little small Hickory uh, high school team. We're the the Huskers, I think is what they were called. We're going to win the ball game. But uh, great life lessons, great story. I don't know if it's based on true story or not, but, man, it was so great. Loved that movie. So go watch some of these. You're, you're all quarantining this weekend. Go pull some of these movies up and go watch them. You'll love them. So before we get uh, on to some, some other things, I want to remind you, we're welcoming back Get Roman. Uh, they're back again for a limited time with us. Get Roman, of course, you guys, these are the folks that kind of specialize in men's health. And with what's going on in the nation today, it's even more difficult to go see a doctor. Prior to this global pandemic, it took the average wait time to see a doctor in a major U.S. city was 29 days. That's a long time. 29 days for a non-emergent situation feels like an eternity. And if you're a person dealing with erectile dysfunction, you don't want to wait 30 days to enjoy your significant other. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a licensed doctor in your very state, all from the comfort of your own home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Grab your phone or computer and complete a free online visit. You'll hear back from a licensed physician within 24 hours. And that's a U.S. licensed physician. And if a doctor decides your treatment's right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with, for free, two-day shipping. You also get unlimited follow-ups and with your doctor anytime you've got questions or maybe just to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments. You cancel anytime. So pay attention, kids. And if need be, pause the show while you get a pen and pencil. Okay, you got it? Cool. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, go to GetRoman. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N. GetRoman.com forward slash boneyard. GetRoman.com forward slash Boneyard for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Take care of yourself, kids. Okay, so let's get into a couple things. You know, there was some uh, controversy involving Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach on yesterday. I didn't want to leave the show with this because I, I don't want to completely ignore it. Uh, I want to talk about it, but also, too, I don't want to sensationalize it and, uh, and lead the show with it. And that that become the focal point of the show. There's so many other good things happening. But listen, this is an unfortunate situation. So for those of you that don't know, Mike Leach tweets out a meme of uh, the, the caption basically says, after 12 days of quarantine, uh, the wife knitted a scarf for her husband. And then the picture is an older lady, and she has crafted a noose. And so it's husband and wife humor is what it is. However, given our state's history, there were a lot of people that uh, were offended by that. 
And so I, I get it. Now, I think it's also important. I don't believe that Mike Leach had any malice at all in the tweet. If you go back and look at Mike Leach's tweets, they're all a little bit silly. And I think he felt this was in that same vein. He did later deleted the tweet and he apologized, as he should. You know, I'm not one that deletes a lot of tweets. And so it might be difficult for him to do it, but uh, it's an error in judgment. I don't think any less of Mike Leach for that. I know some other people have tried to make a, a, a much bigger deal about this. There's not a lot going on in the world, so anytime a guy of Mike Leach's stature uh, does something that draws some attention, it's going to make news. And I think the apology probably drew more attention to it than the actual tweet did. I think that he tweeted it, and that, that was the end of it, and deleted it. Uh, and then offered the apology. I think the apology was the right thing to do. I think it's important to say, you know, listen, hey, guys, I, I didn't consider that part, that aspect of it. You know, it, I thought it was funny. It was a joke about quarantining, you know, with your significant other. I am 100% confident that is exactly what was on Mike Leach's mind. I don't think he ever intentionally uh, meant to step into any type of controversy. That's, I don't think that's who he is when it comes to this kind of stuff. And some other people are like, well, you know, he's tweeted some things before. You know, listen, you got to have free speech. you got to be able to do some things. But I think it's also kind of about knowing the room a little bit. You know, that might work in other aspects in other parts of the country. But here in Mississippi, that, that's not going to be received well. And, again, it's not always how you intend it. And that's one of the things that, I, that, that bothers me about today and about the, the world that we live is there is no shortage of people that want to assign motive to your actions. So if you do something, no matter how well-intended or no matter how lighthearted, there will be somebody somewhere that will suggest, oh, this was done with forethought of harming me and offending me. I just don't believe that's the case. And uh, I do think it was the right thing to apologize so we can kind of move forward. But, uh, again... I don't think any less of Mike Leach. I think there are a lot of Mississippi State people that kind of, kind of went in and supported Coach. Said, "Yeah, this is this is a nothing burger." I don't know that I agree that it's a nothing burger because I'm a firm believer in this: is there are a lot of people that go through these things, and I don't know their experience. And until I know their experience, I don't really know what upsets them. I'm not going to walk around on eggshells. However, when I care about somebody. And I know that there are certain things out there that are a bit of a hot-button issue with them. I'm going to avoid that. And so, again, it's just simply an error in judgment. It has been dealt with. He has apologized. It's been deleted. And now we just kind of move forward. Um, you know, and, again, I, I do truly think that it was just a joke. And so we'll kind of move forward uh, with all of that. But, uh, again, there's a lot of things out there on social media that uh, that will get you in trouble whether you intend them to or not. There are a lot of things out there. I mean, you know, I see kids tweeting song lyrics all the time. And I think to myself, you know, if you, if, if you tweeted the full context of that song, people would think a lot less of you because they, they think if you like a song, then you must share every value of that song. And I, I just, I don't think that's the case. There are a lot of kids out there that just kind of enjoy music for music's sake and they don't get into the politics of the people singing the songs. You know, I think about, you know, kind of growing up in the 80s, you know, I loved Public Enemy. Public Enemy, I don't think they wrote a lot of songs with Steve Robertson in mind. You know, they were a very controversial group. They were a very political group. But one of the things that I admired about them is their willingness to stand up for what they believed, even if I didn't believe the same things they did. 
it inspired me because Chuck D was so kind of in your face. And there are some things when I go back now and listen to those lyrics and say, you know what, Chuck, you were wrong about this. But I, I respected the fact that he was willing to say it. It's the same way I feel about Rage Against the Machine. And ironically, some of the uh, former members of Rage and Chuck D and Be Real from Cypress Hill put a, a little band together called Prophets of Rage. But one of the things I loved about Rage is the fact that, uh, and even though I don't agree with all Tom Morello's politics, is that I felt like they were working hard to make sure that our voice was being heard. And so I say all that to say this, is that I can respect somebody's talent and I can appreciate what they do and how they do it and not 100% agree with everything they do. I think that's just kind of part of living in the human condition. I think you have to kind of let people be who they are and love them where they are. And I am so unbelievably grateful to have grown up when I did, not just because of the fact that I got to see all the cool bands, but we didn't have smartphones back then. We didn't have social media back then, because I can assure you I would have done something really, really dumb. Or I would have done something that would have been captured on video forever. And, and these kids today have to be hyper-vigilant and that sort of thing. So just be careful with all of that. Be careful with it. And I don't think you can look at a snapshot of somebody or look at one tweet or one comment from somebody and think you know exactly who they are or where they're coming from. I think you look, let's look at the totality of somebody and see who they really are. Because for many of us, and we've had some players come through our programs here in the last few years, that there has been you know, 15, 20, 30 seconds or so that it's been captured uh, in people's memory or on camera that has been life-changing. Our friends at Campus Bookmark, they're always here to serve you. I, I'm going to encourage you. Give them an opportunity to serve you. You can't go by and see Stan the Man these days. You can't go see Miss Kathy Brown. You can't go get a hug from the lovely, talented Susie. But you can go shop online at campusbookmark.net. We're going to encourage you to do that. And by being a loyal Bondyard listener, we'll give you a little phrase. We'll save you some cash. It's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. That'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than 50 bucks, absolutely incomplete. And mom, dad, on behalf of the kids, let me tell you, we're going to want to wear a lot of Mississippi State stuff this summer. You know, we're so cooped up in the house. We didn't get a chance to go to Duke Noble Field. We've got Bulldog fever. We're hopeful and excited about Mississippi State football. We want to rep the brand all summer long. So, you know, mom, when you get ready to buy those summer clothes, just go ahead and get us a bunch of State stuff. We'll be just as happy with that. And you can load up right at campusbookmark.net. So uh, I've had a couple people reach out to me about Stark Villains, the sequel, and uh, working on that, going to start the writing process next week. There's a couple of interviews I'm kind of on the fence about if I want to do them, but some of these interviews have been much longer. The one with Rafael Palmero is really, really lengthy. The one with Jake Mangum, really, really lengthy. Mike Kelly, really lengthy. Eric Moulds, really lengthy. And so... Rather than have more story than book, I want to just get all of what I have done, take an inventory, and then if we need another chapter or two, then we'll make that adjustment. But I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, Steve, I'd love for you to talk to this person and that person. Listen, I hope to live much, much longer. I don't know that, but I hope to live much longer. So I'm going to continue to write books. I love doing it. I love the book tour. I love seeing Mississippi State-related stuff on the top ten list, the Mississippi bestsellers list, and Starkville one's been there over five months now. It's incredible, and thank you for that. So I'm not going to be able to get everybody in this book, 
And like Will Clark is not in this one. I'm hopeful to get Will in the next one. I'm hopeful to get Brent Rooker in the next one. I'm hoping to get Eric Dampier in the next one. So while I'm writing the sequel to Villains 2, to Villains, and Villains still on the Mystery Bestsellers list, and while it's still there, I'm writing a sequel, but I already have a mind on the third one. And that's probably two years away. So we're going to continue to write books and stack those stories. I have people to send me stories all the time, and a lot of times it's not a story that's enough to carry a full chapter. But I read every one of them. I respond to every one of them. I don't always share the same level of interest in them because I think it's difficult to market some of those stories. And some of, some of those stories I've already written about. And so I want things that are fresh. Uh, you can find Flim Flam and Stark Villains at StarkVillainsTheBook.com. You can get your Stark Villains t-shirts and hoodies at StarkVillains.com. Uh, and I want to encourage you to, this online shopping thing is big. You know, a lot of people say, you know, Steve, I, you know, online shopping, I'm scared to leave the house. I don't like going out. And I, I get it. You know, when I went to Walmart the other day, I could not wait to get out of there. And it wasn't really that crowded. But it's just that I was just so hypersensitive about all the people around me because I don't want to get sick. I'm like all of you. I want to keep on living. I do. I want to be here for my children when their lives get hard. I want to take care of myself, so I'm taking precautions. So a lot of people are online shopping. Let me encourage you again. Please solicit, those of you that can, your favorite Starkville merchants. Please give them an opportunity to serve you. And there are people around the country right now that don't know where the next paycheck's coming from. So I'm not, I'm not speaking to you. I'm trying to put pressure on you. There are many people say, so you know what, Steve? i got to save every dollar I can get because I'm about to be on unemployment for a few weeks. It's unfortunate. I hate it for everybody. I really do. For those of you that can, for those of you that are in a different situation, and if you're going to be shopping online anyway, please consider shopping with one of our Starkville merchants, the Mississippi State stores that take care of you when you're up here supporting Mississippi State. Mississippi State baseball will have uh, some decisions to make. I hope to speak to Coach Chris Lamonis next week about some of this stuff. Uh, you know, we still are not sure how many rounds are going to be in the draft. We just didn't know there's going to be a draft, and some of that background noise is gone. I apologize. But uh, but we know what's going to happen now with uh, the scholarship situation. And so now we wait for the draft resolution. There are a lot – our seniors, barring them get drafted, we expect all those guys to be back. And so as a result, they're, they're going to be over the scholarship limits next year. That's been waived. The Major League Baseball Players Association, MLB, they've already kind of released what the bonus structures are going to look like. We suspect here in the next week or two we'll know how many rounds of draft is going to be. But Lamontis tells me, until we know how things look with the draft, we can't really settle the roster. Now, we've got some important pieces in place because now we know that seniors will be back. And, again, as I share with you guys, State doesn't have several seniors. It's got a handful. And most of those guys are pitchers, you know. So there's not going to be some log jam at a certain position or anything like that. It's going to be bottom line. Bottom line is, state's going to have some additional players available to them, and then some of our juniors are going to leave. How many depends on the draft. So hopefully next week we can get some resolution on that. And I do plan to talk to Chris and kind of get his stance on you know the, what legislation has been passed and kind of where things go. And but until the draft takes place. We really won't know for sure. And there are some guys that you think, well, they may hold out for more money. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think the collective bargaining agreement and the parameters that are put in place will probably 
have the signings happening pretty regularly. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people. There'll be some, but I don't think it'll be like you've seen when you've had 35, 40 rounds of a major league baseball draft where people just drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. I think all this will happen pretty quick, and then we'll kind of move forward with life, and uh, we can be excited about that. So we we'll back on Monday. I don't expect any resolution over the weekend. And hopefully we don't have any news to discuss from the weekend because usually anything that happens over the weekend is bad unless it's recruiting related. But we're back on Monday. I want to thank you guys so much for your messages. I, I, I get them every single day. It says, hey, Steve, thanks so much for continuing to do the Boneyard, even though we're not playing games. And uh, it's been nice to have a little bit of normalcy, some routine to kind of get an escape from all this. And I committed to you guys from the beginning, going to continue to do the show, this is kind of like summer for me where I, you know, I'm used to trying to find topics and, and do things and share things with you guys that are Mississippi State related. And there are things that are happening uh, through this semester that still impact our sport and our, our university. And like all of you, I love Mississippi State. and I feel a sense of obligation at times uh, to do my best to share information with you guys just because I think that you want something more than 24-hour cable news coverage of the coronavirus. Uh, I don't know if you, if, before I get out of here, I don't know if you read this. You can go read it now on jeanspage.com for free. We broke this news earlier today. John Cohen has hired Clemson Eric George as Mississippi State's new CFO for state athletics. He replaces Jared Banco. Got a little, a quick write up on that. So there is still news happening out there. I know some people saw Jared Banco left to go to Georgia Southern to be the athletic director. Eric George is of a similar quality. He and Banco have a relationship. I understand Jared Banco kind of helped recruit Eric to Mississippi State and had, and kind of pushed Eric on John Cohen. John Cohen makes his own decision, but uh, I understand Banco kind of put in some good words for Eric George as a rising star in athletic administration. And I'm told by multiple people that he is a guy that will eventually be an athletic director in his own right. And those are the kinds of people that you want in your administration of Mississippi State. I don't think you need lifers. I think you need ambitious people that are innovative that are trying to get to the next level. I'm not saying that we need you know, a revolving door there, but I think you need a good balance of people, number one, that can be the backbone of your athletics department and be there when you need them, but also, two, people that bring fresh ideas in that help you be a little bit innovative. And so there, there's your, your breaking news today. Eric George from Clemson joining Mississippi State as the Chief Financial Officer for Mississippi State Athletics. Well, that'll do it for today. Got a lot of free content over at jeanspage.com. Go check it out. And if you're not a member, you very well should be. What are you waiting for? Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.